Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G., and back from his field assignment, Rich B. Hey, Richard. Great time was had. You know, I took a day off last week, Holly, and uh, went fishing. It was awesome. So, uh, my, my nephew caught a five-pound bass, let's say, uh, you know, in uh, it fishing. It looked ginormous <laughs> in the picture. On Lake Willis is always good. I thought you good. photoshopped it. No, uh, you know, it's fun because you can blow it up on your phone, make it big, big, big. But uh, it was a blast. It was good to see my nephew and uh, what a smile he had on his face. Hey, listen, let's get right to it. Now the North Florida PGA senior match play was contested at Falcons Fire this week. Barry Cheeseman. I'm sure everybody's heard of Barry Cheeseman before. XPGA Tour. Oh, Larry the Cheeseman. (laughs) He's the winner. Congratulations, Barry Cheeseman, winner, North Florida section PGA. All right. And... uh... Hats off to Justin Rose for getting it done at the Big Easy. They just missed out on, well, they had all, all kinds of weather. But, um, you know, Jason Day making a run for it, but not playing too well for those boys today because they're both knocked out of the world match play already. No. They're, you know, it's the round robin uh, round. You know, the group of death there. Uh, uh, you know, you've got, yeah, you've got the... Uh, Three matches within your grouping. So this thing here, make your eyes cross. See uh, A new format, yes, and you can go to PGATour.com and download the bracket. Looks more yeah, like... Yeah, um, this bracketology would make you crazy on more, this one. More like the, you know, the, the final four here we're working <laughs> Chinese, on. Chinese arithmetic. Um, and you need a magnifying glass to read the bracket. Yeah, uh, so there's some wins and losses already to this, uh, today. They're in California, so uh, if you make it home tonight, you can flip it on Golf Channel and... Uh, Check out some uh, live golf. Yeah, from 5 to 10, I think, tonight. We're going to have Todd Lewis live from Harding Park out in San Francisco, where play is uh, really just beginning. I mean, I think they started a few hours ago, but, of course, with the time difference, you've got a lot of people out there on the golf course. But uh, Charlie Hoffman defeating Jason Day. And, um, of course, a, a surprise to see Justin Rose already out of the tournament. But as you were mentioning, Rich B, little switch up of the format this year. There's no more one and you're done. No, no, no. He's uh, uh, Justin Rose is 0-1. Matt Kuchar is 0-1. He lost to Ben uh, Ben Martin, who made a hole-in-one on a 243-yard hole. Really pretty cool. Uh, uh, what do we got? Hunter Mahan defeated uh, Stephen Gallagher. And there are, uh, what, 16 groups, and um, you play 
So basically for the first three days, you play every guy in your group. And then the person with the best record advances to Saturday. And then it's business as usual. Basically, you're knocked out, you're out of it. But you do get to play a few rounds at Harding Park. You know, and uh, great golf course. You know, always hear a lot about Harding Park in California. Uh, uh, great old uh, public course, which, interestingly, uh, Odyssey putters did a neat little deal, Rich B. They have come up with a limited edition special head cover for the event. And it's a little picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. And it says, support your local muni stitched on the side with the iconic bridge. And the towering Monterey cypress trees that line the fairways at Harding Park. So that's a pretty cool little deal. You've got to love that. Support your muni. All right. Mine's in the mail, right? You got one coming. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Um, <clears throat> you know, a, a little bit shorter course. They've done a little rerouting of the of the course. It's going to be about pars and placement, not a big bombing drive. So I'm not sure who that'll be favoring, but we'll we'll get the inside scoop when, when Todd Lewis joins us next. Hey, uh, Holly, now they had the media day for the U.S. Open uh, golf course here in Chambers Bay, University Park, Washington. Did you see that? Um, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. What a golf course this is. This looks like a, a, a link-style golf course on steroids. It's well, yeah, and crazy. They, I guess um, uh, there was leaked some um, speculation that the executive director may be setting up some of the tees on some tee boxes on some slopes. Uh, and Ian Poulter getting a little kickback um, on saying that some of the players thinks thinks the track is a joke. I don't know. Give me some more scoops. Well, is it uh, U.S. Open worthy? It's not your usual, uh, you know, uh, old school North New England or North Northeastern style golf course. Old, you know. Uh, either uh, either was Pinehurst. Well, you know, and, and uh, Sahali is in uh, Washington as well. They uh, played a PGA uh, Open there, but uh, you know, it was very fascinating to watch. They had the media day, and uh, the, you know, they went hole by hole, and it's just something you just don't see every day. It's just really. Uh, Interesting, I think. I think it'll be fun to watch, too, because uh, these guys are going to have to, uh, you know, perform a little differently. Uh, pretty exciting stuff, anyway. Speaking of exciting, Miss Lydia Ko capped off a memorable week. Her birthday week. She's only 18, Rich B. She's birdies, having a good year. Birdies the 18th hole to shoot three under 69 in Sunday's final round, defeating number three Stacey Lewis by a stroke. At the uh, Swinging Skirts LPGA Classic. And she donated? The winnings. Nice. To support the earthquake victims in Nepal. That's pretty cool right there. This gal's got a heart of gold. Young, young, and uh, she's got... Seven wins already on the LPGA. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Quite a record. Um, you know, and uh, let's, uh, for a moment here, uh, Calvin Pete passed away. Calvin, great golfer. Uh, uh, you know, he, he won at the TPC, I believe. In, uh, 1985. He, he was the guy with the straight, he had a bad uh, arm, and, uh, you know, he had a handicap, basically, and uh, became a very good golfer, and he started late in his golf career. So um, uh, there's hope for everybody. And was only <laughs> 71, so um, our uh, special... Remembrance of Calvin Pete. As uh, we look to this big 
event coming up, Rich B. We get to see an extra day of golf. Today. Today, tomorrow, Friday, and then the sudden death, Saturday and Sunday. And we're going to have our big dog from the Golf Channel, Todd Lewis, coming up next. So stay with us live from the press room. We're going to go out to Harding Park. You're listening to Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And uh, we're on the... Not on the eve of. We are we are in the midst of the first round of the World Golf Championships Cadillac match play. And I goofed already, Rich B, by saying that Jason Day and Justin Rose were out of the tournament. Because, no, there's no longer any one and done. That's the old style. That's the old style. It's, uh, let's make clear again, you, they basically play a round robin Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. There are 16 groups. There are four players in each group. They play each guy once. Like the World Cup. Exactly. Everybody plays uh, once in their group. And then they move on. So it should be exciting Saturday, Sunday. And without delay, let's go to a man who he loves this stuff. I found out he is like a – he is the – he's the dude when it comes to stats. I didn't realize this till last week. He sat in for you, Rich B. Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Doing awesome. I'm sure um, you probably will have a better time with this bracket that I'm looking at here. But give us just kind of a preview of a few of the matches and, and what you see shaping up today, tomorrow, as we go into the weekend. Well, the group of death has certainly lived up to its billing because the two players that I had thought were would play well, uh, and it's a tough group when you've got Ian Poulter and Jimmy Walker and Webb Simpson and Gary Woodland all in the same group. But I figured the class of that group was obviously Ian Poulter and Jimmy Walker's been playing so well. Now both of those guys have to dig out of a 0-1 hole here in the next uh, next couple of days. And I do think there's some intrigue in that with the new format is that uh, Ian Poulter is not out. He has a chance to come back, but now he's going to have to beat Walker and Woodland to have a chance at, at, at moving on. And then they might even send it into the tiebreaker system and head to head would be the first tiebreaker. And uh, so there's going to be a little bit more intrigue on Friday. And we're going to see some pressure on some guys who may be lost today or tomorrow trying to get through to Saturday. And uh, uh, so it's, I suppose that'd be just like the pressure to make the cut on a Friday. Rory McIlroy playing Jason Duffner, an in- interesting pairing. Um, let's look down the list here. Who else um, is out? Well, I got a little uh, Webb Simpson defeating Ian Poulter. Now I'm, you know, I'm thinking that might be a little bit of a Ryder Cup uh, thing going back, a, you know, a couple years now, where uh, Ian Poulter is pretty tough to beat in in uh, match play. And you know, I can just see uh, uh, Webb Simpson grinding this one out for a victory, you know, congratulations to him. But he's not out of the bracket yet. But, uh, hey, what do you think about that, Jeff? I, you know, I think Webb's, uh, you know, kind of digging deep there. He uh, he might owe Ian one. 
Well, he, he, he might, and that's, that's part of the reason why I, I consider that to be really the group of death because all four players are, are really – I think all of them would be really tough outs if you were to put them into other groups. And the thing about Webb Simpson is um, we know him from his Ryder Cup success, and, but most of that has been playing straight man to Bubba Watson in, uh, in the paired matches. But uh, in this event – uh, he's he's got uh, two he's got two previous appearances. He made the quarterfinals two years ago. Uh, he came up just short of the quarterfinals last year. So he's got a little match play moxie. And uh, if if you didn't think that before today, now you've got more evidence that uh, Webb Simpson is going to be a tough out in this group. An interesting pairing I see. Uh... Jeff is uh, Jim Furyk playing a guy who I've just learned a little bit about George Ketsky Ketsy. Are you familiar with Katsaya? Sorry, I knew I was going to butcher that from South Africa. (laughs) I I actually I I have some clients from South Africa, and um, they they were saying that he has been red hot on the European tour. Has had a you know like a number of top ten finishes, and that uh, he's somebody to keep our eyes on and could do very well in this event. Well, a very good putter too, and I think that's. What's going to make a lot of guys dangerous this week is if you're putting well, and of course you say that every week, but in match play with, with all the pressure on every hole, guys that do putt well, like a Brant Snedeker, like, uh, like a Kotsaya, like, like some of the other guys, I think they can really ramp up pressure on their opponents if they're outside on the green and then maybe ram home a 20-footer. And that that all of a sudden, you know, just makes the pressure on the little eight footer for your opponent ramp up that much higher. So I, I think at a, at a place like Harding Park, which is not a bomber's course, uh, iron play is going to be really important. And I think putting with, with the ability to put pressure on your opponent, uh, that, that could be a real big X factor. All right. Are they playing 36 holes today, Jeff, or is it 18 and 36 tomorrow? It's 18, 18, and 18, single matches, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then we'll figure out who the group winners are, and they'll go into the knockout rounds, and, and we'll start with a round of 16 on Saturday morning, and the winners, of, uh, the winners of those matches will play Saturday night in prime time on NBC uh, following the Kentucky Derby to narrow it down to the semifinals and finals. And the interesting thing with that is we've got the late Saturday to put the, to put the quarterfinals into prime time, but then it's a short turnaround for everybody because then the TV schedule moves back into its normal slot on Sunday. So you're teeing off very early. Hopefully there's not fog cover in San Francisco on Sunday morning uh, and try and get that thing finished by 6 o'clock Eastern. Because those four guys uh, are guaranteed two matches because you're going to have a consolation match. And then they all got to jump on a plane, cross three time zones, and get to Ponte Vedra for the Players' Championship. Woo! Right. Uh, that's a busy schedule. <laughs> I like that. That's a grind. Yeah, I, I've already decided that in making my picks for the Players' Championship next week, I'm going to automatically scratch all four semifinalists from the match play because they're going to be gassed. You got to get through seven rounds uh, if you make it to Sunday, and uh, and then you have, you have to go solve TPC Sawgrass. I'm not sure that, that that's what they were looking for when they put this little back to back together. We're talking to Jeff Shane from PJTour.com. 
there was a, some juggling of the schedule this year, Jeff, you know, uh, moving the tournament from um, out in Arizona and to this slot, but it's, it's, it's only temporary, correct? Yes. Um, it, it, this is just a one-year deal where the match play is right up against the players, and it makes for an interesting back-to-back, but uh, I'm kind of glad it's not going to be uh, this way long-term. Next year, uh, the tournament will relocate again to its uh, new long-term home in Austin, Texas, and the date is going to be right after the Florida Swing. So it's going to be uh, the, the tour is going to have the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Then you're going to go to Austin for the WGC match play, followed by Shell Houston Open for um, you know, the Masters prep. And then you go to Augusta, and then the Texas Open will move from before the Masters into a slot after the Masters. Uh, and, and that'll be kind of a long-term plan, which I kind of like because – uh, you you do have all the international players that are starting to come over and get ready for Augusta, so you're not going to have any problems getting the top 64 in the world uh, over on these shores, and it, it puts a it, it puts a WGC in a, in a real nice spot before the Masters, but but not back to back because I I do think that uh, it would affect preparation if you go deep into the match play. Well, I could think of. Two more different courses, uh, the previous site, Dove Mountain, a long, wide-open Arizona desert course, and Harding Park, which is a, you know, classic design in, um, you know, right there just outside of San Francisco. So this is going to be more of a shot player's course of, you know, having to think your way around the golf course. Who do you think that uh, favors? Well, it's hard to argue against Jordan Spieth. I mean, uh, he went out and made seven birdies in closing out a match. Uh, what is it, three and two or four and two? I forget what the what the final score was, but but he essentially made birdie on every other hole today. First look at Harding Park, uh, except for practice round. And so, just I was really impressed. Even though he only tied for eleventh at, at Heritage, the fact that he played it after the whirlwind. Uh, media tour, came back, he was gassed, didn't, didn't play well the first round, and then shot 62 in the second round. Uh, that, that, that stood out to me, and, and he is playing so well right now. I think it's going to be really hard to derail him. But I, I, like, uh, I, I also like what, uh, what Jason Day has done. I mean, I know that he lost today, but, gee, that drops his record to 14-4 and four in this event. Uh, and, and it could be interesting – on uh, on Saturday night, because if they were to win their groups, you would have a Jordan Spieth, Jason Day quarterfinal in prime time. Um, I, I think McElroy will get will get into uh, deep into the tournament. Uh, I think Poulter will come back. Maybe uh, maybe that's a little bit too much faith because he has struggled in this event the last couple of years. And I think that Kuch will do well as well. My dark horse, though, is a guy who played this event really well and then. Uh, stopped being able to qualify because his form fell off. He was injured. He went through a really rough divorce. And he's finally starting to put his life and his game back together. That's Paul Casey. I, I actually think he has a very good chance of getting through his side of the bracket. Ooh. He did have a couple of tough years there. I think he was injured in the whole bit. So, uh, yeah, his life has turned around. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, this, is, this is so much fun because this is individual, mano a mano golf. And, um, this is, you know, uh, you know, uh, you can gut it out. I mean, you can you can play bad on one hole, 
you know, and it's not going to take you out of the tournament. You know, you've got, uh, you know, 18 holes to play. So, uh, as, yes, as, dis- as displayed well by Victor Dubuisson last year. <laughs> Victor Dubuisson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just what, what he did to uh, uh, get into the playoffs and then a couple of, uh, of Harry Houdini-type shots to not be eliminated on the first or second extra holes of the final. Uh, that, that was amazing. Now, whether he can do it again or not, uh, I suppose uh, we'll have to wait and see, but it does allow for some creativity. I think creativity will, will help uh, at a course like, like Harding Park. You, uh, and, and I say you got to be a good putter. you got to be a good iron player. And uh, you can be a little bit of a risk taker, too, because – Obviously, you're only dealing with one hole. You make triple bogey or you, you hit it off a cliff, it's one hole. Uh, but I think there's a chance to, to get some reward off a couple of these, too. There are two, tri- two drivable par fours on the back nine. And so you could have some, some real drama there. Uh, one of them is 16, and I think the other one is 12 or 13. So uh, in very short order, twice within an hour, you're going to face a drivable par four. And that could turn a match real fast. Well, it's really fun when golf hits prime time and Saturday night is going to be great uh, television. And I'm thinking maybe Graham McDowell will come out of his slump on, on, on this tournament. What do you think? I would hope so. Uh, the thing that makes me wonder just a little bit about Graham is that uh, he was struggling here in the last, a few, last few weeks because he sprained his ankle. And so he's been trying to uh, uh, nurse back a, a left ankle injury. And as we were talking about, you get into the weekend. Now you're talking about your fourth match on Saturday morning, your fifth match on Saturday night. How does the physical part of it hold up, especially for some of these veteran players or guys nursing injuries like McDowell? I wonder about Jim Furyk. He's 45. I love his game. But can he get through all the way to Sunday? He could run into a hot player, too, because – on his in his quadrant of the bracket, Louis Wisthuizen is finally starting to play like we remember him playing a couple of years ago before he started having his back problems. See, Holly, you didn't read the injury report. No, the, the I scouting, didn't. The scouting report. Yeah, you got to do your homework. But hey, we have to give him a shout out because he's our Orlando boy, and um, uh, I would not bet against Mister Five Hour Energy Jim Furyk, especially <laughs> coming off the big win at the Heritage. But uh, Jeff, as yeah, always, I, a lot of. Yes, a lot of confidence I think coming out of that, and I, I and I do think that that he can win his bracket. Even though Martin Keimer is in there too, a, a guy that's won a Ryder Cup. Uh, in fact, there might be a little uh, little bit of interesting, you know, uh, payback there, uh, perhaps for uh, for Medina with, when Furyk was really struggling and, and Keimer winning it. So and maybe I, I maybe a win. A win for Jim would take that bad taste out of his mouth from the Open and the Olympic Club. That would be nice. Well, absolutely, and uh, uh, certainly that, uh, that, that was a, a tough 16th hole for Jim. That, that's really what, what killed it for him, and so maybe there's a chance for a little payback there. On, on the flip side, you can see Webb Simpson's already caught a little San Francisco magic, and maybe Graham McDowell can too because Pebble Beach ain't that far away. That's right, and San Francisco is a, is a beautiful place. Well, Jeff Shane, we thank so much for your time. As always, check him out, PGATour.com, and you can go find the bracket at PGATour.com and all kinds of great inside uh, scoop and video. Thanks so much, Jeff. 
Thank you, guys. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We're going live to the press center at the World Match Play. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B, the WGC Cadillac Match Play Championship now underway out at the TPC in Harding Park in beautiful Sam's Clam Disco, San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge area. And we're going straight away live, the Media Center, to Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Awesome. Mr. Jordan Spieth. Seven birdies through 16 holes. Woo! No grass yeah, growing I mean, under his feet. <laughs> no, I mean, he's playing so well. He's so confident. His last five starts, first to Tampa, second place to San Antonio. He lost in a playoff at Houston, wins the Masters, finishes tied for 11th at Hilton Head, which you can understand considering he just won the Masters. And uh, he, was spend, he spent Monday and Tuesday in New York talking to just about every prominent media outlet available. Um, so he took a, he took a week off last week, got a chance to decompress. He said he rested Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday, right back at it. He, he was in the gym. He was working on his golf game and getting ready for this WGC Cadillac match play. He really would love to win this. It would do a couple of things. One, it would get him closer to his ultimate goal, which is being number one in the world. Secondly, I think he would then be viewed as a more of a complete player because when you win a match play event, along with several stroke play events, and you are seen as a guy who can win on all kinds of formats on all kinds of venues. Yeah, the match play, uh, you got to respect the match play guy. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of concentration to be in every hole. You know, if you lose a hole, you're okay. But, you know, to win a match play event at a level like that, you're a player. Right. And to win this event, I think, with this new format, really proves a lot because the winner is going to have – I mean, could – play 90-plus holes of golf this week, and then they have to turn around and play the players next week. Um, but I like the new format. I mean, these are guys who lost today. I mean, they still – I mean, they're going to have to win their next two probably to have a chance, but they're still very much in it. Um, so, you know, again, if you win this week, I think it's, it's, it's with more significance than in years past where, it's, where you lose one and you go home. Tell us, Todd, a little bit about, um, you know, the, especially coming into the weekend. So uh, they're, they're having, it's 36 holes on Saturday, right, including primetime coverage after the Kentucky Derby on NBC? Right. Well, so the winners of each group will advance to what essentially is the Sweet 16 uh, here. Um, and so in the morning on Saturday, They'll play golf, and the 16 will be trimmed down to 8. And then in the afternoon, the 8th will play, uh, and the 8th will be trimmed down to 4. And then Sunday morning, the 4 will be trimmed down to 2. And then Sunday afternoon, the championship and the Constellation uh, match as well. Um, so, yes, this, this is, yeah, anytime you play on the West Coast, and we saw this actually a couple of times in major championships, and you're going to see it this year at the U.S. Open, it's a great opportunity to have golf in prime time on the East Coast just an opportunity to grow the game. And when you add the element of a major championship, or in this case, the WGC event, when you've got tremendous players 
in the mix. Um, it, it's really fun to watch. However, anybody that's been out to San Francisco knows that layer of fog sets in, and uh, that could make it a little dicey for the morning. What do you think? Uh, morning, I see fog rolling in the afternoon. Uh, I mean, we're going to be playing here until 7 o'clock local time. Um, at least that's what the schedule is. There could be some extra holes involved. The last match of the day is I actually just went off 35 minutes ago. Um, but so far, at least today, it's been pretty good. I've looked at the forecast. It's supposed to be pretty good this week. But I will say this, um, the ball's not traveling very far because it's a, if you've been to San Francisco, it's cold temperature-wise, but it's a different kind of cold. It's kind of a biting cold. It kind of gets to your bones. A lot of sweaters and, and shells have been worn by players and caddies and spectators out here. So um, it, it's not a warm event like it has been in the past in Arizona. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, so who... You know, we've been talking about Harding Park, a completely different golf course than uh, Dove Mountain last year in Arizona. Uh, this more of a, you know, more of a placement type of course, not necessarily going to favor long bombers. So who's on your radar? Well, I mean, the guy who we talked about, Jordan Spieth. I mean, I don't see how you can go. Well, uh, yeah, out, outside of the golden man of the moment. Oh. Well, I mean, Rory's playing beautifully. Uh, Rory has actually said that you know, Jordan Spieth's play has – lit a fire under under him, inspired him. Uh, I think Paul Casey's going to be tough to beat. Nobody's really talking about him, but he's had great success here at this WGC match play. Um, Patrick Reed. Um, so, you know, the guys who the guys who don't make many mistakes are usually the winners at match play, the people that are consistent, and also guys who have tremendous short game ability around the green and on the green, good, strong putters as well. So, um, you know, at, at with this format, it could be a little tough to tell. It's all, I mean, anytime you can make a prediction on who's going to win out of the 64 uh, players in the world, the best 64, it's really hard. But, you know, those, those guys who, who are one and two in the world, uh, I, you know, if I had to put my mortgage payment on it, I, I'd stick to one of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend. And you guys just have a, a boatload of coverage going on, uh, including tonight till, what, 10, 11 o'clock? Until the matches are complete, so you know, like I said, it'll probably end about seven o'clock local time, which will be ten o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be like that every day. Little update on Tiger: an announcement in terms of his schedule, pretty uh, full for the next few months. Well, I wouldn't call it full. Uh, you know, he's got five events that he said he's going to play. Um, you know, and Jordan Spieth played five events in like eight weeks, so or seven weeks, I should say. So making Tiger um, look like an old man. Well, he is much older. <laughs> He's 18 years older. I know. It's, it's um, hard to believe, isn't it? It is a little hard to believe. Um, to me, I, I, I was actually thinking he was going to play a little more, to be honest. I mean, if, um, I mean it's good that he announces that he's going to play the schedule that he, that he set, but, you know, he keeps telling everybody he's healthy, um, and he played pretty well at the Masters. I thought he'd have, for, you know, maybe six or seven events in the summer, but, you know, he's choosing to do what he's doing. Um, maybe he just wants to throttle back his schedule right now uh, for whatever reason. So, and know, the te- we know at least where, where we're going to see him. We don't have to guess any longer. Hopefully we don't have to run out into the parking lot and chase him because he's pulling out of the golf tournament because of any issue that he has with his body. Exactly. Hey, uh, Todd, can I ask you about the uh, media day for the U.S. Open uh, at Chambers Bay? Were you uh, a part of that? I was not. And you know what's interesting? I've, I've talked to some players and caddies that have been – out to Chambers Bay, and uh, to say that that golf course is unique 
might be an understatement. Um, you know, there's been some interesting stuff coming out. Like they're going to flip flop par on the first hole, the 18th hole, meaning like a couple of days that, well, they're considering this. I don't know if they're formally going to do this, but Mike Davis of the USGA said that the first hole could be a par four one day and then a par five the next, and the same for the 18th hole. Um, there's been talk about some of the tee boxes will have uphill lies and downhill lies and. You know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I guess we're just going to have to find out. But um, the traditional, you know, Shinnecock, Oakmont sites for U.S. Open, this is nothing like that. I can tell you that. I played the golf course. Um, so it's it's it'll, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be interesting to watch. I, I don't really know who, who could be a favorite at that golf course because, you know, no one's really seen it. But. I'll tune in. I'll be there. <laughs> well, well, after the uh, yeoman's job at Pinehurst last year, Mike Davis certainly seems to be a guy who likes to mix it up a bit. Indeed, I agree. And last question, Todd, heading to the Players' Championship next week, who do you have your eyes on? Well, you know, I huh, that's, a, that's a very you – know, I've been so focused here um, – yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really got I, – I, that that tournament is I – mean, you, you look at who won last year, Martin Kopp, Martin Keimer, excuse me. No one was really talking about Martin that much. Um, but obviously he's coming back with some good mojo. Um, I, I, look, here's the thing, again, it's much like I hear. That, that golf course really magnifies mistakes, maybe more than any other golf course that the players will play this entire year. So I, I personally, I've heard this from other players too. The winner at Sawgrass is the complete player for that week. The most. There's there's not much luck involved because because of the difficulty of the golf course. So, um, you know, again, <laughs> I mean, the guy who's in my opinion the hottest player on the planet right now is Jordan Spieth. I mean, if, if he keeps playing like he's playing. I mean, I think he's playing right now better than Roy McIlroy, without a doubt. Um, but if he keeps going in that direction, that's who I'm looking at. And amazingly, he says it's not a hot streak. You know, that this is the way he is supposed he to play. He wants to play. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, you know, the other thing that was surprising to me, it's not surprising, I guess it's obviously evidence of youth, but, um, you know, he's, he's played all these tournaments and, he, and, and being in contention and winning a couple, I mean, that, that takes a lot out of – a person emotionally and mentally. It's a grind. Um, and, you know, Jordan went home last week. Like I mentioned, he did rest, he did work on his game, did work on his body a bit in the gym. But he also made some appearances at the Academy of Country Music Awards. He was a presenter. He went to the Dallas Mavericks game, uh, celebrated uh, there. Um, and, and he was asked yesterday, has this taken a lot out of you? And he said, if anything, it's added more energy to my body. So, Again, when you're playing that well and you're 21 years of age, you can say and do this thing. Oh, no <laughs> doubt about it. Absolutely, and a, a lot of fun to watch and a, a great uh, new energy into the game. Well, Todd, we'll let you get back to work. We appreciate it. We'll be watching the Golf Channel tonight. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Golf Talk. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean to me. I got good eyes, I'll be all right. 
Sports are back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Heading out on a little cruise this weekend, Rich B. Yeah, come on, fess up, Holly. You're just so out of here right now. You checked out 20 minutes ago. And I can't believe it, too, with the world match play. I'm going to blow up my DVR taping what, uh, this thing. Well, where are we off to? What, eh, good? Just that, you know, a little quick one out of don't, the Bahamas. And don't be sending me those shady pictures of you with a drink with an umbrella in it and you bellied up to some oh, bar Oh, probably somewhere. about 15 umbrellas. <laughs> trust me, at this point. Ay, ay, ay. But we will waste no more time because we're going to go to one of Florida's finest longtime golf reporter for... The Florida Times Union in Jacksonville, Florida, to check in about all things golf, the WGC, and the upcoming TPC, our man, Gary Smith. Hey, Gary. Hello, Holly. And uh, which bar are you going to? I'll meet you there. Oh, come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I tell you, after the Players' Championship, my wife and I will be be heading to St. George Island, which is uh, our favorite place in Florida. Uh, not too many people know about that, but I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't want them to know about it. All right, good. I'll call you off air. But um, I'm I'm a little overdue. Had uh, hope to get away long before this, especially uh, after the you know fantastic PGA show that we have here. So this is this is a, this is a long stretch for yours truly. But yeah, I I can't sure wait. Is. She's so, she's headed for international waters, Gary. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? I'll, happen in international waters uh I, I hear there's some laws that that don't don't apply out there. hey at this point i would just have somebody point me towards cuba in a raft so that my phone will disconnect because <laughs> you know the nice part about these cruises is nobody can get in touch with you oh and that's a great part st george island which okay yeah it's, it's a little bit southeast of apalachicola um nobody's cell phone works on that place so it's pretty much the same thing so that's why i love it well, tell me, first of all, because we haven't touched on it yet, do you have any update on Philly Mick pulling out of the WGC due to personal reasons? No, I don't. Uh, and for Phil, personal reasons could be he just didn't feel like it when he got up that morning. You know, it didn't feel like flying to San Francisco. So I uh, haven't heard anything. And, and you know, he's, he made it a point to mention at the Masters that he was looking forward to the players. So, uh uh, I, I, you know, I just don't know. It's just, it's just that Phil gets, he's he, just Phil being Phil. You know, hey, let's, uh, really, let's, really, you, you, you think, you think this could let's just be, be honest. There's a lot of golf to be played. I mean, if you go very far in that, uh, <clears throat> there's a whole lot of golf, but yeah, uh, I'm not know. sure if Phil likes the match play format. I mean, he has a, he has a losing Ryder cup record. He doesn't have a good record in the match play. And Phil is the type, if, if he doesn't, for instance, he never plays, at the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii anymore because he hates the uh, Poa Greens out there. Uh, he doesn't play in some West Coast events like Pebble Beach anymore because he doesn't like. So if, if Phil gets in his head that uh, he doesn't like something because of the conditions or he doesn't like something because of the travel or he's not good in a mass play format, he'll, he'll just skip it and he'll call it a personal reason, which I guess it is. <laughs> well, we just had Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel on, and he said that uh, the, the players really brings out the most complete player for that week. Mm-hmm. And as uh, we're, you know, a week away, and certainly there are going to be some other things that are going to factor in. We were talking about it earlier. Do you know, do you pick a guy that gets into the weekend at the WGC because he's going to have nothing left in the tank, uh, potentially, except for Jordan Spieth. 
yeah. you know, what do you what do you see having uh, you know just been up at the Masters and now you, the WGC squeezed in here coming into the players? Your your well, hometown, your neck of the woods. Well, first of all, he's he's twenty one years old, Holly. You remember how much energy you had when you were twenty one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I okay. couldn't stay I mean, focused on eighteen holes when I was twenty one. Exactly. I, I I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, I think this is a kid who who loves nothing more than to play golf. Uh, you know, he kind of gave a clues to to why he is who he is. You know, he doesn't do any one thing outstanding. Yet he leads the tour in scoring average and FedEx Cup points and money and won won his first major. And he just says, you know, I don't grind on the range a whole lot. He said, I'll hit some balls to loosen up, work on the short game and everything, but I want to get out there and play golf. And he said, he said the lie is always different on the on the golf course. It's always the same on the range. And uh, so I, I think that he's going to be fine. I think he'll, I think he will contend at the players. He did last year, uh, final final Tuesday with Martin Keimer. And uh, I think if nothing else, this Masters also showed. That Jordan Speed can can win on a bomber's course. He can play well on a on a course that demands a lot of control, like the players. He wants the John Deere his first victory, where you got to make a lot of birdies, but you got to keep the ball in the fairway. So I don't think at this stage, at, at his age, nothing much is bothering him. I, I think he just sees every springs out of bed every morning and just wants to grab a club. Who do you see of players um, of the likes of say Ricky Fowler, Keegan Bradley, uh, that might really want to win a tournament like the players? Well, you just named a couple of guys who haven't played well at the players. Uh, Ricky had one good showing the year that Kuchar won. Uh, he tied for second with about 18 other guys, if you look at the, that, uh, those results. And uh, Keegan's had some you know, really serious problems with, with that course. I, I'm sure they would like to win it because, you know, one through 144, it's the deepest field in golf. There's no amateurs. There's no qualifiers. There are no club pros. There are no old guys. And uh, and obviously, as Craig Perks proved in 2002 or three, that number 144 or somebody in that vein can, can win this tournament. So I think they'd love to win it and everything. But those two guys aren't getting along with it. I think what you really got to watch for Rory. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to watch for Rory in every tournament he tees it up in. But Rory missed his first three cuts here, and he's, he's had a tie for six and a tie for eight. And Rory was talking about this at a Honda Classic where he said, wait a second, why shouldn't I play well at this course? He says, I've won at Pete Dye courses. He's won at the Ocean Course at Keough Island. He's won at Crooked Stick. You know, he's he's played well at Whistling Straits. The year that the year that uh, Bubba Watson and Martin Keimer went to the playoff, Rory was right there. And uh, so he, and he knows he's got to sacrifice some of his distance. He's got to hold back some of his go-for-broke attitude. Uh, to win the tournament, but I, I think he sees he's matured enough to see this as a challenge and as something he wants to prove that he can do. Much like Tiger wanted to prove that he could win here the first time and then and then win here a second time. How about a couple of our local boys like Matt Every or Billy Horschel? Uh, both of them are going to be okay. They haven't played very well in the first two days of players in the past, and uh, you know you wonder how much pressure they're putting on themselves. Uh, I think. You know, another local guy, Jim Furyk, who won at Hilton Head. And Jim has probably played the best at the stadium course without ever having won it than anybody else. He's got four times by one shot last year. So, uh, and, and, and Jim Furyk just would appear to have the total game for that. Hey, Holly, and I know you guys are going to push for time, but I want to interject something real quick. I want to say this with all sincerity. 
uh, we lost a really great champion today, as as you as you well know, in Calvin Pete. Uh, 1985 Players Champion. Uh, he was a longtime resident of Ponte Vedra Beach. He had moved to Atlanta uh, recently, and um, won. There was a five-year period between 1982 and 1986 where he won more tournaments than anybody in the world. Uh, and he was just such a great player, such a dignified guy, uh, a, a real gentleman. I, I heard that when I was talking to people about Calvin today, calling people up. I heard the word gentleman so many times, and and they're right. And he doesn't I don't and wore that great wore that great Ben Hogan cap. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he 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 could dress well now. He could dress really well, and uh, he'd wear the he plus fours call, too. Yeah, he didn't call a whole lot of attention to himself because he wasn't a long bomber. All he did all he did was keep the ball in the short grass enough to win a player championship and eleven other tournaments, and uh, also once made twenty two cuts in a row in in majors. So he was he was there. He, I was really surprised he never won a U.S. Open. Yeah, and overcame uh, and overcame a elbow injury uh, due, yeah. due to it being incorrectly set by a doctor yeah. in his cast. So you know, really he, quite he, a remarkable he, champion. He couldn't play with a straight left arm. He could not straighten his left arm. And you know, what's every what's the first what's one of the first things every golf teacher tells you? Keep the left arm straight. Well, guess what? He won twelve times not keeping the left arm straight. So. Uh, that, 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 that's, uh, that's just hope for the rest of us, <laughs> Gary yeah, Smith. Exactly. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Rich B, who are you picking? Great. I am uh, going to take uh, Rory. You're taking you Rory? You can have speed. I'm taking speed. Mano, <laughs> oh, well, mano. Thanks for listening. The Golf Insiders will be back next Wednesday. We love you. Bye-bye.